the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Conversations with Joan focuses on topics that are important to your life, from health and wellness to professional development to personal well-being. Changemakers join me to share their insights, tips, and strategies so you can thrive and live your best life now. Thank you for taking time for yourself, and thank you for letting us be a part of your life. Now, let's start talking. When you've been told those three words, you have cancer, your life is turned upside down. There are life-altering decisions to make, and it's difficult to know the right thing to do. Today's guest, Leanna Werner Gray, heard those words after she found a lump bulging out of her neck. Upon seeking medical treatment, she was given a different diagnosis and treatment plan by each doctor she visited, hitting a point in her life that she describes as her rock bottom. Leanna felt toxic and decided that it was time to change her life. Today, Leanna is cancer and tumor-free. She is here to discuss her treatment protocol for healing. Leanna is a holistic and natural health advocate and founder and owner of The Earth Diet. She is the author of the new book, Cancer-Free, Heal the Disease, and Support Your Immune System with the Right Foods for You. Welcome, Leanna. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Joan. Thank you so much for having me on. So, Leanna, let's start off by talking about your story. How old were you when you found the lump in your neck, and how did you find it? I was at the end of 21, so about to turn 22, and I found it because I was just um, out one night at a music festival, and all of a sudden, something just popped in my neck, and it was like a burst. It was immediate, and I, I felt it. Um, it hurt. It was it was like a painful pop, and I felt my neck, and I was like, ooh, okay, and I thought it was a swollen gland at the time. So I, I basically ignored it for a couple weeks. I just thought, you know, a swollen gland, so I started eating some garlic and drinking ginger tea and over the course of the next couple of weeks it got bigger and bigger and harder and harder so that's when I went to seek professional um, opinion. And what did the doctor say? What did they find? Well first I went to a naturopath because my upbringing was very natural and I learned about getting nutrition straight from the earth from a young age from where I grew up in Alice Springs so it's a very indigenous rich culture so I straight away went to a naturopath and she said okay I've I had a tumor in my throat and had it removed and this looks really bad. So you need to go to the hospital. So she sent me to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and that's where I got a biopsy done and the results came back. So I had a 3.7 centimeter tumor in my throat. And that's when I then sought different medical opinions on what it was and what to do. And basically what I gathered was it was early stages of cancer. So it wasn't stage four or anything crazy like that, but it was enough of a wake-up call for me to say, you know what, this shouldn't be here in my throat, especially at this young age, so I really need to change my lifestyle. So that's when I started to make all the changes. Well, Leanna, when they made the original diagnosis, did they recommend traditional treatments like surgery, chemo, radiation? Yes, surgery was recommended. Chemo and radiation was not recommended because it wasn't so serious and it was kind of like, let's see what happens with it. Surgery was recommended. You know, that's just such an easy one. These days, unfortunately, doctors and hospitals will will want to cut someone open for surgery immediately. So that was like an easy one. Um, But I knew deep down in, in my core that if I was just to cut it out, I wasn't addressing the deeper root cause, which is what I really needed to address and to heal. So I turned down all conventional methods. All right. So what did you do then? 
So I went back to the naturopath. I worked with her and another medical doctor who, he at the time, he was helping a lot of people with cancer. So he had vitamin C drips um, at his practice, and he was recommending healing with food, basically. So I took that approach. And at the time, I was very addicted to junk food because after I left Outback Australia, I moved to the city, and that's when I started to indulge in a very fast food, processed food lifestyle. So five years of that, I was very addicted to sugar and fried foods. And so I was like, okay, I'm still craving chocolate and cookies and candy and pizza and burgers, even though I have this huge tumor in my neck. So how can I not crave these foods? So that's when I started to make my own recipes using whole ingredients. And that helped me replace cravings like chocolate. I would make my own chocolate brownies. So I call that the upgrade system now. So that really helped me. So every time I had a craving, I thought, okay, how can I upgrade this choice right now? So, you know, the best upgrade is for us to make it ourselves. And then I also started juicing. I had six juices a day, vegetable juices, beet juice and green juice. And that really helped to detoxify my body. And I also knew intuitively I needed to put a lot of nutrition back in my body because I had deprived it of nutrition for those five years eating junk food. And then I also did other natural things like colonics and coffee enemas. And that really worked for me as well. So you basically worked on the premise that if your lifestyle, the way you ate, the way you lived, if that made you sick, then why not put the proper nutrients into your body and it could heal you? Yes, exactly. That was my belief, my thoughts at the time. Was there ever a time, I know that there are people who are diagnosed with cancer and there actually, I spoke to a gentleman by the name of Chris Work and I know that you've worked with Chris and he had a book called Chris Beat Cancer. And in his story, he shared about how, you know, he was getting pressure from his family and friends that he should do the conventional treatments, but he knew it wasn't right for him. Was there ever a time when you were nervous about that, when you thought, well, you know, maybe I should have the surgery, maybe this isn't the way to go? No, I didn't. I was really confident and perhaps I was just young and naive, you know, I just thought this is what I need to do. And as soon as I got the idea, okay, to fulfill all the cravings, let me just eat natural food straight from earth and I started creating those recipes I just felt so much better and I just knew that it was the right thing to do and I just knew it was going to heal my body um Chris Walk is amazing also he contributed a recipe to my new book which was very exciting and you know what I also didn't tell a lot of my family or my friends so I knew that Mm -hmm. I wanted to only have the support of people who would believe in it. So I told my mom and I told um, my friends who were very into juicing and, and natural lifestyle, but I really kept it quiet because I didn't want a lot of that, that backlash or people having different ideas and stuff. So according to Dr. Mark Hyman, 70% of cancers are related to diet. And I think that gives us a lot of power in prevention. Well, we definitely all need to look at our diet for one thing. And, you know, if our diet is good, then we know, okay, if I get cancer, it's not because of diet. Perhaps it's because of environmental stress or emotional stress. So the diet is is just something every human being we need to take into consideration. And that's why I wrote this book, because... I wanted to put together the top 15 foods on earth that have been proven to kill cancer cells, reduce tumors, and also prevent cancer. So if we eat a diet rich of these foods, we do lower our risk of ever getting cancer. And Leanna, what are some of those healing foods that we should be eating? Well, the number one food that I found, and I did a lot of research, and I was happy to do the research for for all of us. You know, I was just so curious as to what has been studied the most and been proven the most effective. And what I found number one out of all the foods on earth to kill cancer cells effectively is broccoli sprouts. So broccoli sprouts is when if we're growing broccoli on the third day, they're little sprouts and they're very potent with sephorophane. So broccoli also contains sephorophane, but it has a lower amount than the broccoli sprouts. So we can get broccoli sprouts from the health food store. We can order it online. We can also grow it ourselves. And so that's something now since finding that out, I've been incorporating. And I'll just eat like a handful of it as a snack. And also I'll put it on a salad, in a soup, and also in smoothies and juice it as well. So number two was turmeric. Number three, blueberries. And number four is broccoli. And 
Coming in at number nine is actually cacao powder, which I think people might be super interested to learn more about. Cacao powder is what we make chocolate with, and that's been proven to really reduce stress and provide the body with magnesium. So that's super helpful for preventing cancer and also healing cancer. And I attribute a huge um you know, part of my healing was the juicing, but the chocolate, it really was the chocolate that I was able to eat chocolate every single day without guilt. And it was nourishing my body and it was giving my body so many vitamins like magnesium and iron. Um, and then also number 10 is tiger nuts, which is another fascinating one. They've done some great studies on tiger nuts, which is a root vegetable, has the same amount of iron as red meat. So that's great for a vegan vegetarian or if someone's going through cancer and they want to reduce their red meat intake. So eating tiger nuts is super helpful or making tiger nut milk. And it's also been proven to help the liver if someone's going through a radiation or chemo treatment. So it helps the liver to detox and stay nice and healthy and strong. Leanna, you said that you hit rock bottom after years of eating processed foods and, and not taking very good care of your body nutritionally. What are some of the foods that you've learned are the really the, the most toxic, the ones that cause our health issues? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I also list the 15 most toxic foods on the planet in my new book. And so the number one that I found the most toxic is white sugar and refined processed sugars like corn syrup or aspartame. So those are just sugars that the body just doesn't know how to break down. And so it creates some kind of disease. If it's not cancer, it might be diabetes. So that's just something that we definitely need to stay away from. And this was a hard one for me because I was so, so addicted to that sugar and once we eat sugar for a few years our cells get used to it so when we do transition over to only eating natural sugars there is a detox process that happens so I do have some things in the book about that to help you get off sugar cravings and help through that detox process but the good news is people can still eat natural sugars like fruits honey maple syrup dates stevia those are all acceptable sugars that the body knows how to digest and how to break down. And then also on the toxic list, I've got food additives and soda, also GMO food, and also microwaved food, which is technically a form of radiation. So in addition to eating healthily and feeding our body with the nutrients that we need to heal, what role do you think stress plays in determining whether or not we get cancer? And were you living a stressed out life before you were diagnosed? Yeah, I mean, I was constantly stressed because I was eating terrible foods and that contributes to our stress levels um, because there are certain foods that really stress the body out. And so I was always under a state of stress. I would eat copious amounts of McDonald's and KFC and chocolate and gummy bears. And so as soon as I would eat that, you know, I felt great for five minutes. And then after that, it was a crash and my body was just under constant state of stress trying to digest it and trying to get it out of my body and so that creates emotional distress and mental distress so I was always in a state of stress and that is something that we do need to be cautious of is how much in the day are we stressing out you know if we're stressing out 80 percent of every single day that's too much and I know you know it's a challenge because in this day and age stress levels are very high but that's something we all need to go on that personal journey inward and find a way that we can reduce our stress levels it's very important Leanna tell us about the earth diet what are the basic principles so the earth diet is what the blog that I created when I first started to transition away from junk foods and the principles were okay every time you have a craving think how can I fulfill this craving in a more natural way so that way we can eat all of the foods we want to eat for the rest of our life because that's what really stops people from starting to eat healthy because they think, well, I can never give up cookie dough and, and that's totally understandable. And so once I got that out of my mindset and thought, okay, well, how can I eat cookie dough? And then I would make that with almond flour, maple syrup, some cacao nibs, a bit of vanilla, a bit of sea salt. Then I was like, wow, okay, I'm eating this cookie dough that tastes so delicious and fulfilling and it's giving me nutrients at the same time so it's literally you know having our cookies and eating it too so that's one of the major principles and then another principle is to have one 
juice every day. So one green drink, for example, every single day, which I've committed to and I've had now for the last decade, 10 years of having a green drink every single day. So I always go for a fresh juice if I can. I'll either make it myself or I'll you know, I live in New York City, so I'll go to a juice bar and get an organic juice made with cucumber, celery, some kale, spinach, ginger, lemon, maybe some apple as well. And then if I'm traveling or on the go, I just take a greens powder with me that actually has broccoli sprout powder, wheatgrass, broccoli, collard greens, kale. And I just mix that into a cup of water and I get an instant green drink. So that's super convenient. So that's another main principle of the Earth Diet. And the Earth Diet basically just is about embracing everything the Earth is providing naturally and then staying away from man-made foods as much as possible. Liana, as someone who heard those three words that all of us dread hearing, you have cancer, what advice do you offer to someone who may have a new diagnosis? Well, the first thing I would say is don't make any rush decisions. So gather all your information first. And that's why I wanted to put this book together just to show people, you know, just take all this information in first, know all of your options and then make a very empowered choice because you may still do chemo and surgery and radiation, but at least know about all the other options that are available to you because there are a lot of them. And unfortunately, because of the system and, and the medical system, you know, the most promoted cancer treatments are the ones that we know, chemo, radiation, surgery. But there are actually a lot of them out there. And one of them that I talk about is mistletoe therapy. And that's a very common practice done in Germany and Europe. So a lot of people are going over there who have cancer for mistletoe therapy because in Germany it's common practice, but here it's illegal. So the the system doesn't really make sense here yet. So just just know all your options and make an empowered choice. And then you want to make sure you're getting as much nutrition into your body every single day as possible because your body's going to need a lot of energy to help your immune system stay strong and to be able to heal and kill those cancer cells. The book is Cancer-Free, Heal the Disease and Support Your Immune System with the Right Foods for You. If you'd like to get more information about Leanna and her work, you can visit cancerfreewithfood.com. Leanna, in our final moments, what's the takeaway? What would you like to leave our listeners with? I would say just remember that there are thousands of natural remedies and foods on earth that are really helping our healing right now. So if you haven't found the right one for you, just keep searching because it might be eating more magnesium will work for you and heal that what needs to be healed. It might be drinking bentonite clay, which is volcanic ash, and that's help the Indians purify their body. So that might also help if you're going through chemo just to detox your body and boost your immune system. So um, yeah, just check out all the foods that I list in my book and whichever ones excite you, embrace those in your diet and that will really help to keep your immune system strong. Leanna, thank you so much for joining us and for providing this reminder of how important it is for us to be an, an advocate for our own health. Food can make us sick, but it also has the power to heal. And as you said, we should research all of the different options that we have available because we do have many ways to healing. And it's just so great that you're here to present this information. And thank you for doing such important life-changing work. Thank you so much, Joan, for having me today. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. How much can the right foods do for you? A lot more than weight control. The right foods can increase your energy, improve your outlook, and strengthen your body's natural defenses. What foods can do all that? Primo Health Solutions will show you using metabolic typing. This remarkable program lets your body tell you what it needs to work best. Call them today at 347-903-7030. That's 347-903-7030. Or go to PrimoHealthSolutions.com. Using metabolic typing, Primo Health Solutions will let your body work best. Calm, vitality, mindfulness. We all want them, but they seem so hard to attain. Escape the stress and frenzy of the city streets. New York Open Center offers courses, trainings, and a vibrant community to help you start your journey for a more balanced and healthy life. Visit our website at opencenter.org for more information. Stop by our cafe and bookstore for all your wellness needs. Find your center at 30th and Madison. Hi, this is Joan Herman. 
Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life publishes a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of 24-7 Magazine, visit CYACYL.com, and be sure to tell your friends. live a happy, productive life, but sometimes we just need a little help. Our Coach On Call experts provide strategies to help you live your best life now. Joining me today is Linda Mitchell, a transformational life coach and reinvention expert who helps her clients move through life's challenges and transitions with purpose, passion, and clarity to emerge more powerful, fulfilled, and purposeful. Linda is here today to discuss how we can quiet our inner critic. Welcome, Linda. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me back, Joan. Linda, so many of us are accustomed to criticizing and judging ourselves. How do you believe our inner critic gets so controlling in our daily lives? Well, for most of our lives, we are judging ourselves. It's what our culture does. It's what we've seen our parents and role models do. We're taught not to be conceited. Don't toot your own horn, right? We're taught to work hard and to strive for perfection, which in and of itself is a dangerous and unattainable goal. And of course, all of this opens a natural path to self-criticism and self-judgment. Self-criticism feeds the inner critic. If you find you're often judging yourself harshly, the inner critic is alive and well. Here's how the inner critic gets so controlling, as you put it. It's crucial to understand that our subconscious mind hears and acts on every word we say and every feeling we express. Always telling yourself you could have done better, your ideas or projects aren't good enough, you don't measure up, everyone else is better, smarter, and more deserving than you. Bit by bit, this crushes your self-confidence and leads to low self-esteem. The more we beat ourselves up with negative self-talk, the louder and more persuasive our inner critic becomes. Do you believe that our inner critic sabotages our success and happiness? Indeed, I really do. I think it plays a big role. Critical self-talk is really harmful, and it takes a great toll because after a while, your inner critic invades your subconscious mind and leads it to believe all the negative self-talk in your head. Before you know it, you're feeling bad about yourself. You don't think you can achieve even the realistic goals you set for yourself because your inner critic keeps telling you, you can't, you're not good enough you'll eventually embody this negativity and criticism and live your daily life from a diminished reality. Allowing your inner critic to be in control is like allowing a cruel judge to rule your life. The judge is a sneaky thief, robbing you of your joy, feelings of worthiness, your innate goodness, creativity, talent, and even your serenity. This judge causes chaos in our body, mind, and spirit. It makes us feel less than we really are. Our inner critic squashes our inspiration and encourages us to believe the negative self-talk that runs rampant in our heads. When we doubt ourselves, when we think we're not good enough, when we don't feel worthy, we're listening to the inner critic, that cruel judge. The inner critic loves to hold on to old limiting beliefs. It loves to keep you from venturing out to try new experiences or meet new people. And the end result is that we sabotage our own success and happiness. So then, Linda, with the understanding of how our inner critic holds us back, how do you advise then that we eliminate the self-judgment so we can find peace, joy, and self-confidence? Well, I think the first step would be to focus on keeping our thoughts and feelings positive so we can feel better about ourselves. Try talking to yourself the way you would talk to a child, with kindness, compassion, understanding, and encouragement. After all, your inner critic is just a shadow of your inner child who remembers and believes the negative thoughts, feelings, and judgments from your past. So start giving yourself some grace. Be kinder and less judgmental. Secondly, when self-judgment does come up, acknowledge it. Maybe even thank it for the lessons it's taught you, and then promptly release it. Ask yourself, how has this constant self-criticism served me so far? Remind yourself that this old, worn-out practice of beating yourself up really isn't getting you any closer to your goals and is probably sabotaging your self-worth. 
When we practice not judging ourselves, we allow the divine spirit within to be in control. So much better. We love and respect and enjoy being around those who resist judging us because we feel comfortable and accepted. So think about what your experience would be like if you stopped judging yourself. Start giving yourself the benefit of the doubt more often. Start showing yourself the same grace and compassion you extend to your best friend. Find something good about yourself or the situation at hand and focus on that. Congratulate yourself for the good stuff for a change. I designed a journal for myself and my clients, and one of the daily entries prompts you to jot down three things that went well that day. Big or small, it doesn't matter. This gets you into the habit of focusing on your successes and out of the habit of criticizing yourself. The kinder you are to yourself, the happier you'll be, and the less often the inner critic will seize control. You can quiet your inner critic. Just stand up to that negative bully and tell it to zip it. (laughs) I promise you, if you do, you'll begin to experience more joy, confidence, peace, and even playfulness in your life. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to learn more about quieting your inner critic, if you'd like to learn more about Linda and her work, you can visit livinginspiredcoaching.com. And as always, to hear more from Linda, you can visit our website, cyacyl.com slash Linda. We'll be right back. How do you make new friends? Hi, I'm Suzanne Tregenza Moore, mother, wife, business coach, skincare consultant, and middle-aged woman. I'm on a path to rediscovering who I am and what I want, and I invite you to take the journey with me. It is said that your success is the direct result of the success of the people you spend the most time with. I believe that extends to mindset, attitude, and well-being. If you consider this and find yourself wanting to shift your tribe, you may also realize that as an adult, you're out of the habit of developing new friendships. Here are a few steps to get you going on a successful path. Create a clear picture of the type of person you're looking for. I recently decided I was looking for someone who is positive, upbeat, and who doesn't complain. Then identify how you can find them. For me, the answer was to start a book club focusing on positive mindset books. Those who are focused on reading them are usually working to improve themselves and to focus on gratitude. This may not be what you're looking for, but the steps are the same. Create the vision of what you want and recognize where you will find it. Want to create new friendships? The power is within you. Join me at SuzanneTmore.com to learn more about my journey and midlife reinvention. Do you feel so frazzled getting ready for vacation that you can't even relax once you leave? Hi, I'm Gail Gruenberg, CPOCD, Chief Executive Organizer of Let's Get Organized. As a professional organizing firm, we help clients organize their lives as well as their homes. We specialize in serving young families and clients who are chronically disorganized. Here are a few helpful tips to get you on the road faster and with less stress. Plan ahead. Know where you're going, how you'll get there, and how long you can stay. Capture everything in a small notebook, a folder, or an app so it's all at your fingertips. Make sure your passport is up to date. Create a master packing list. Include toiletries, clothing and accessories, and commonly forgotten items. Keep the list with you when you travel so you come back with everything you brought. Expect the unexpected. Bring motion sickness medication, pack essential toiletries and a change of clothes in your carry-on, keep snacks on you, and drink plenty of water. Tuck a few plastic bags into your suitcase. They're handy for wet bathing suits, items that can open in transit, containing pairs of shoes, and collecting laundry. For more organizing ideas that fit your life, call me. I'm Gail Gruenberg, and I can help bridge the gap between wanting to get organized and actually doing it. Call me at 201-364-6833 or visit my website at lgorganized.com. Soul by Rain is produced from various seed flowers. Its primary ingredients hail from the black cumin seed and the black raspberry seed. These two combine to provide a powerful antioxidant barrier against the devastating effects of stress. Soul by Rain has been hailed as one of the most important anti-aging antioxidants ever discovered. Soul is an anti-inflammatory and it helps prevent and repair radical damages for a healthier heart. Get your soul by calling your rain partner, Elmina Ziza, at 973-722-1. Less than 2% of America's population volunteers to defend our nation. Though we rarely see them, 
We live the benefits of these heroes' sacrifices and the freedom we know and the safety we feel. Each and every day, the Gary Sinise Foundation serves our nation by honoring our defenders, veterans, first responders, and their families. We do this by creating and supporting unique programs designed to entertain, educate, inspire, strengthen, and build communities. The Gary Sinise Foundation has grown because the need has never been greater. Together, we'll improve the lives of thousands of American heroes and their families day in, day out, all year long. While we can never do enough to show our gratitude to our nation's defenders, our veterans, our first responders, and the families who stand by them, we can always do a little more. Join us. Visit GarySiniseFoundation.org. This is WNYM, Hackensack, New Jersey, New York City. with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for staying with us. When Barbara Walters launched The View, network executives told her that hosting it would tarnish her reputation. Instead, she revolutionized morning television. But the Daily Chat Fest didn't just comment on the news, it became the news. Joining us today to take us backstage where the stars really spoke their minds is Ramin Satuta. Ramin is an award-winning journalist who had access to the cast. His first book, Ladies Who Punch, shares an inside story of The View. Ramin is the New York Bureau Chief for Variety and was formerly a senior writer at Newsweek. He has written for The Wall Street Journal, The Los Angeles Times, and U.S. News & World Report, among others. Welcome, Ramin. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Joan. So, Ramin, I loved your book. I want to start off by saying that because as I was reading it, I could recall all of the things that you wrote about, and I found it very interesting to learn a bit about the backstory. So how did The View come to be? Thank you very much for liking my book. Um, I'm glad that you did. Uh, So The View started out in 1997, and Barbara Walters, as she said in the beginning of the show, she had an idea for a show. It was different women expressing their different viewpoints. And we're so accustomed to that now, but it was really groundbreaking in 1997 to have a show like The View in which a journalist um, like Barbara Walters would go on every day and express her viewpoints alongside the news. And in fact, a lot of executives at ABC were worried that this would tarnish her reputation, and some of them discouraged her from starting the show. So she really did have a vision of what was to come on television. And when when she was selecting her co-stars, the hosts of the show, How did she go about looking at that process? Was she looking for named people? Was she looking for unknowns? So initially when she started the show, she barely had a budget. Mm -hmm. So she really had to only work with unknowns. And lightning striked when she was able to find Meredith Vieira to be the moderator, who went on to be the anchor of the Today Show, Um, Star Jones, who initially was the most relatable of the co-hosts. A lot of viewers saw themselves through Star. Joy Behar, who we didn't know. Um, and has been on the show for 22 years, um, minus its short break. And Debbie Matinopoulos, who was the only one that didn't work out from the original set, she was a 22-year-old college student with very little broadcasting experience, but they wanted someone young who could sort of emulate the role of Barbara's daughter, Jackie, and they thought maybe that it would work with Debbie. So Barbara selected people, as you said, who were unknowns at the time, and Barbara was this bigger-than-life character, the star of news. So how did her role in the show evolve over the years? I think the show changed Barbara Walters and our perception of Barbara Walters in a lot of different ways. She said to me, because I interviewed her for this book, that originally people didn't know she had such a sense of humor. They didn't know the real her until she was on The View and she could be what she was really like. And she wasn't a stiff news anchor. She was a person and she would share her you know, life with viewers in a way that she hadn't before. But it also led to this incredible power struggle because as the show became more successful and as they would bring in more high-profile profile co-hosts such as Rosie O'Donnell in 2006 and Whoopi Goldberg, there would be sort of a tug of war for the control of the show. And Barbara often found herself in the middle of these big fights and feuds um, that would play out in the tabloids. Did the cast members get along offset? Because on set, on air, they're famous for these fights that they would have. So initially, everyone got along. There was very little drama and all the co-hosts liked each other. But it 
as they became more famous in their own right, um, you know, they each sort of ended up sometimes not getting along. And there were some very famous examples of this. Star Jones, for example, when she decided to throw her own wedding and use The View to promote her wedding, alienated Joy Behar, Meredith Vieira, and the other co-hosts. And the sort of the the biggest example of of co-hosts not getting along was when Rosie O'Donnell came in and tried to change the show and reinvent the show. And she was successful the first time she did she did it because Rosie came on the show twice. She was very successful the first time she did it, but there was a lot of tensions behind the scenes. Now, you just mentioned Star Jones. When she was let go from the show, she decided that she was going to reclaim her power. Can you share the story about what Star did? Right. So in 2006, after uh, nine years on The View, Barbara Walters made the decision to fire Star Jones from The View. And the agreement had been that Star was going to say that she was going off and doing other things and had other opportunities on the horizon, and she was going to leave very calmly and peacefully. But instead, she decided to work with a PR consultant, Judy Smith, who later inspired the TV show Scandal, and was the Olivia Pope character was based on her. So Star works with um, the real Olivia Pope, basically, to come up with this strategy where she, on live television, announces and surprises everyone that she's leaving The View, and also simultaneously gives an interview to People Magazine saying she'd been fired from the show. Who do you think was the biggest troublemaker on set? I think that Rosie O'Donnell was the one who created the most tensions on the set. And Rosie, remember, had her own talk show, and she was very successful at her own talk show, which started in 1996 and ran through 2002. But when she arrived at The View, she had a very clear idea of what she wanted to do at that show. And the truth was The View wasn't Rosie's show. It was Barbara's show. And so there there was constant turmoil. After Barbara retired in 2014, Rosie returned for the second time, and then she had a lot of issues and conflicts with Whoopi Goldberg, who was the moderator at that time, and Rosie wanted to really control the show, and Whoopi wouldn't let her. Ramin, can you share a story or two with us? So I um, spent three years working on this book. I interviewed more than 150 people for it, including 11 of the co-hosts. And to me, I think one of the most surprising things was when I uncovered an audio of Elizabeth Hasselback trying to quit during a commercial break. And the reason she was trying to quit was that she felt that Barbara Walters had been disrespectful to her. And they were having a debate about the FDA approving the morning after pill um, for over-the-counter consumption. And Elizabeth was furious at the way Barbara had spoken to her and made the decision at that commercial break that she was going to walk off the view. And actually, when that was happening, everyone was in panic mode because they were trying to figure out how the show would go on. Right. This is live television. And they have three minutes. The executive producer, Bill Getty, has three minutes to go downstairs into the dressing room and convince Elizabeth Hasselbeck to come back on TV. So what you saw on TV sometimes wasn't even as dramatic as what was happening behind the scenes. And my book really sort of takes you into the show and explains what was happening on the show. I mean, what do you think is the appeal of this show? I mean, it seems like it's the show that everyone loves to hate. Why do you think it's lasted this long? I think it's lasted this long because it was a truly groundbreaking show when Barbara Walters created it. You didn't see women discussing politics and daytime TV. And I think that it interests us because it touches on a lot of important themes in our culture, being women talking about politics, women in Hollywood, red states versus blue states. And it is, in a lot of ways, ahead of its time. It gave us a preview into who Donald Trump was as a presidential candidate when he had his big fight with Rosie O'Donnell. It invited the Obamas on um, as they were running for president and was part of that historic journey with Whoopi Goldberg and Jerry Shepard as the two African-American co-hosts at the table. You know, it's the only place on daytime TV that is able to book politicians, as we're seeing in this election cycle. And it also sort of can address pop culture. So it is a place. It is really sort of a destination for a lot of things to happen. What do you think the future holds for the show? Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar both have contracts that take them through 2020. I think a lot of it depends on how the show evolves through the next election and also beyond. There were a lot of questions about the show being able to survive and continue on after Barbara Walters retired five years ago, but it has managed to reinvent itself in the Trump era. And I think the question is, will it continue to reinvent itself beyond? The book is Ladies Who Punch. Rami, where can our listeners go to get more information about the book? So you can find me on Twitter. It's just my first name, Ramin Satuta. Um, And the book is available at all bookstores, Amazon and Barnes & Noble.
Ramin, thank you so much for spending time with us. As you said, you know, when, when we watch TV today, we take it for granted that this is the way programming has always been. But a show like The View really does have a place in history. So thanks for giving us a, a look into the, the backstory of what we're actually seeing on air. Thank you very, very much for having me. This is Conversations with Joan. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever received a new diagnosis from your physician and a treatment protocol that you had no idea what it meant or even if you would be able to do it? You can leave a physician's office and get home only to realize you either forgot what was said or just didn't know how you were going to do what your doctor prescribed. Hi, I'm Lori Gardner, registered nurse, patient advocate, and board-certified health and wellness coach. I am the CEO and founder of Health and Advocates, a firm dedicated to assisting people navigate our very complex healthcare system. We also provide coaching to individuals and groups that want to improve their health and well-being. It is a lot of work to be a patient. The bigger challenge is that there just doesn't seem to be time during a physician visit to really explain your life and how the medical treatment being prescribed may not be possible. You could be thinking, I can't afford the medication or treatment being ordered. I don't have the time or money to do this all. Or I am just not motivated or ready to follow through with these treatments. These factors play a big role in why patients don't follow through on physician's orders. As a patient, do you even tell your physician the truth about what is going on? Research shows that a majority of patients do not. The healthcare system is starting to look at how to improve this for patients. In other words, the system is identifying that your life outside the healthcare system has a major impact on how you heal and follow medical treatment. So the hope is that there can be more frank and truthful discussions between patients and the healthcare team in regards to their lives and what they think is possible to do. Patients will need to engage fully with their physician and the team and discuss all parts of their life. If you need a nurse advocate and health coach to partner with, please contact us at healthlinkadvocates.com. Did you know that when we as women think about caring for ourselves through pregnancy, labor, and the postpartum period, that we often overlook the vital role of a birth and postpartum doula? Hi, my name is Rachel, owner and primary doula at The Village Doula, and I'm here to tell you that a doula isn't just some new age accessory for the super wealthy. Instead, she is a vital educator, guide, support, and coach through one of the most critically transformational times of your life, the time where you will make the transition into motherhood. During my years as a registered nurse, I began to see a gap in care that many mothers were facing. Here are a few reasons why a doula is a vital part of your birthing team. Women who chose to include a doula in their care were 40% less likely to experience cesarean section. Their labors were almost 40 minutes shorter on average, and they experienced a 25% reduction in force and vacuum-assisted births. Women who used a doula in their care also reported feeling overall supported, well, happy, and adjusted in their postpartum period. They also experienced lower rates of postpartum depression and anxiety by almost 35%. This is huge and such an honor to be a part of this process for new families. For more information on closing the gap in care, please visit my webpage at thevillagedoula.life. How do you create a life that you love? How do you make sure you're really enjoying the life you're living? Quality of life. Well, my practice is called Quality for Life Coaching. I'm Lindsay Levinson, and it's important to think about how to love your life, how to set yourself up for a life that you can enjoy. But I wanted to just draw attention to the fact that we have a lot of measurements in our society. If you pay for a concert and you're not enjoying it, you wouldn't leave it because you pay. You know, if you miss somebody and you really wanted to have dinner with them, you wouldn't do it on a time when you could only eat dinner for the night. That would cost too much to fly across the nation. But you only have so many minutes in this life. So if you looked at it differently, maybe money isn't the most important thing, but the one night is. It doesn't matter if you don't have five nights. It just matters that you could sit across the table and eat a meal with somebody that you really adore because you never know what tomorrow holds. So you can't do that every night. But have you ever done that? You know, have you ever paid for something and walked out and laughed that the money was worth the fact that you have the story to tell that you walked out? Have you ever driven or taken an Uber somewhere super far away and decided you didn't like it and turned around and went the same exact distance the other direction? It's the opposite of how our society thinks. But making your minutes matter. I'm Lindsay Levinson, qualityforlifecoaching.com. Look me up.
to your health. Joining me today is Dr. Stephen Gundry, a cardiothoracic surgeon who has written more than 200 articles and books about cardiac surgery and the nutritional reversal of heart disease, high cholesterol, diabetes, and hypertension. His new book is The Plant Paradox, The Hidden Dangers in Healthy Foods That Can Cause Disease and Weight Gain. He's here today to discuss the dangers of lectin. Welcome, Dr. Gundry. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, John. So, Doctor, talk to us about the dangers of lectin. Why is this plant-based protein toxic and inflammatory? So, lectins are a protein that plants use to, believe it or not, keep from being eaten. Plants were here first. They had it really good before animals arrived because nobody wanted to eat them. But when animals arrived, plants couldn't run, they couldn't hide, they couldn't fight, but they're chemists of incredible ability. So what they do is make a protein that's called a lectin or lectins that are designed to make the animal ill or not feel well or not thrive. And a smart animal says, you know, every time I eat these plant babies or plant compounds, I don't do very well and I'm going to go eat something else. The plant wins, the animal wins, everybody's happy. And then humans arrive. When, when we eat things that make our gut bloat or not feel well or we get headaches or we get arthritis or we get high blood pressure or we get heartburn, we continue to eat these things and take oh, antacids or Aleve or Advil or antidepressants, not realizing that the plant is trying to get our attention. And the book is the result of 17 years of research with my patients, looking at blood tests every three months, giving them or taking away certain foods and looking at the inflammation that we can detect on their blood vessels and that we've published. And it's a real eye-opener that a lot of what we think are healthy foods are actually very unhealthy. So, Doctor, what types of foods are we talking about? So, uh, the two main groups that we weren't designed to eat are grains and beans. Uh, The second main group that we're not designed to eat are American plants. Believe it or not, none of us are from America. We're from Europe, Asia, or Africa. So, none of us were exposed to the plant lectins in American plants. So the nightshade family, potatoes, eggplant, tomatoes, peppers, and goji berries, the squash family like zucchini, the two American beans that we call nuts, peanuts and cashews are really nasty for us, and the American grains, corn and quinoa. Believe it or not, the French banned corn in 1900 as unfit for human consumption and only good for making pigs fat. And if we've learned anything about corn, it's really good for making you fat. Doctor, you've listed foods that many people eat daily because they believe that they're healthy. Are there things that can be done to reduce the risks? Yeah, so one of the things you can do with any of these problematic foods is to use a pressure cooker. So beans and lentils, you'll destroy the lectins with a pressure cooker. The other thing you can do, believe it or not, most of the nastiness of grains is in the hull. And that's why traditional cultures have always taken the hull off of grains. You can also peel vegetables like zucchini to get a lot of the lectins out. And the same way with tomatoes and peppers, if you peel and de-seed them, they're actually quite safe. Doctor, In our final moments, what should our diet look like? What do you recommend we eat on a daily basis? Great question. We're designed to eat leaves, and we're designed to eat flowers, like broccoli and cauliflower. We're designed to eat shoots, like, for instance, asparagus. We're designed to eat fats, like avocados, like olive oil. In fact, one of my sayings is the only purpose of food is to get olive oil into your mouth. The other thing we are designed to eat are nuts, like walnuts, like pecans, like macadamia nuts, uh, like pistachios are also great for you. And I, I actually try to get people to have a half a cup of nuts every day. Doctor, thank you so much for being here with us. If you'd like to get more information, get a copy of The Plant Paradox, The Hidden Dangers in Healthy Foods That Cause Disease and Weight Gain by Dr. Stephen Gundry. And you can get more information about Dr. Gundry at drgundry.com. Once again, Doctor, thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me, John. Hi, this is Joan Herman. Did you know that Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life publishes a free monthly digital magazine that can be read online or emailed to your inbox? 
Every month, nationally recognized leaders in their field provide information to educate, inspire, and motivate you. We believe in a holistic approach to life, incorporating mind, body, and spirit. Check out a copy of 24-7 Magazine, visit CYACYL.com, and be sure to tell your friends. We all have self-talk constantly running in our heads, and most of it is negative and self-sabotaging and louder and more critical when we're stressed or worried. Hi, I'm Susan Greif, a speaker, author, creative arts interpreter, and founder of Art Men's Hearts. I harness the power of creative expression to help clients release old stuck energy that keep them feeling panicked, powerless, paralyzed, and in pain. Studies show that our health is connected to how the way we think about ourselves makes us feel. Thoughts and beliefs that triggers cynical feelings or a lack of commitment and enthusiasm for life are toxic to our health. Those that shut us down emotionally or isolate us socially are also toxic. To avoid this health stressor, look for the self-limiting thought patterns in your own self-talk, like black and white thinking, things are either good or bad with no gray areas, should or shouldn't, you have to do what others expect of you, never what you want, defeatist, this sounds like why bother, nothing ever works, fear-based, worrying, focusing only on problems and ignoring your strengths and successes, blaming, beating yourself up, or finding fault with others. These thought patterns are designed to shut down all creative thinking and problem solving. They cause toxic feelings about yourself, others, and your chances for success and happiness. To prevent that toxicity, you can learn to quickly shift into positive thoughts before negative patterns can become activated. For more information, check out my website at artmensheartscom I am incredibly, incredibly proud to be a physician here at St. Jude. To be in a place where I know my patients are going to get the top-notch care. Not only care, but also research happening 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Every single person that contributes is a part of that St. Jude family that makes that happen. Because of everyone that is really committed to the mission of St. Jude, we're giving families hope. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Finding cures. Saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. That's it for today's show. Thank you for joining us. I hope you found the show informative. At Conversations with Joan, we believe that knowledge is power. Take what you've learned, apply it, and live your best life now. Remember that the information provided are the opinions of our guests and should never replace the advice of a professional who knows your personal situation. If you'd like more information, visit our website, cyacyl.com. That stands for Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life. While on the site, listen to past shows on demand, read our digital magazine, take part in the book club, check out our team, and be sure to follow the show on social media. Until next time, this is Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. The preceding pre-recorded program sponsored by Maximilian Communications, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.